is all there in podcast land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where we always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one. We crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and play a couple games at the end. I'm joined by the maestro. Hello. Wait, why were you looking at me? <laughs> what? And there's Cowboy over there. Hello. Hey. Now we I'm sound right here, guys. That, that's him. Yeah. Uh, huh. Audio medium. You can't. They can't see you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we are doing this uh, through the internet. We are not in the same room, so you can hear a little bit of difference in the audio sound because we are we are safe in place or what is it? Sheltered at home? Home shelter? Safe at home? Safe at home? Sure, that one. I do feel sheltered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're trying this all out. All your life? Yeah. What? He's been sheltered all his life. Mm, yep, 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 yep. And I was one of the bubble. <laughs> Ah, okay. With this fancy, fancy boots. Oh God, no, no more the fox. So, damn me pot like soft bread. <laughs> anyway, so we th- th- we are starting a new series uh, for spoilers. This is the uh, the the Corona quarantine block of movies we're going to be doing. Now, usually, what I try to do is I'll pick a movie that is related to another movie that's being released. And find a way to tie it in, and that's how we do things. Like last week's was in time because there was a movie that was supposed to come out. Uh, Quiet Place 2 was supposed to come out that weekend, which had the same guy, Killian. God damn it. Murphy? I don't know. Killian. I don't think that's his name. It doesn't matter. Uh, he was in A Quiet Place 2, so that's what we did in time. But Quiet Place 2 is no longer being released because movie theaters are closed and we're all sheltering at home or whatever. Uh, so... What we're doing now is we're going through movies that we've been wanting to do for a while. And in this case, we're starting off because we are all in quarantine. We're going to do something that's related to that. So this week, we're watching 1995's Outbreak. This is about, well, let's start with the beginning here. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson. It stars Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, Cuba Gooding Jr., Donald Sutherland, and a bunch of other people. Let's do the synopsis, and then we'll get into the movie. Army doctors struggle to find a cure for a deadly virus spreading throughout a California town that, has, that was brought to America by an African monkey. Have you ever seen this movie before? See. You have? Okay. Mishra, have you yes. seen it? Yes. I watched this, but not without knowing what it is. So I, I watched this movie, but I never watched the beginning. What? What? You just came in halfway through? I don't understand. This is back when TV was a thing. Oh, this is a, you saw it on cable with the commercials and everything. Correct, sir. Got it. Uh, I remember seeing it a long time ago as well and thinking, okay, this is fine. But now that the coronavirus is spreading throughout the entire world, this movie is now a lot more uh, relevant, I guess. By the way, I just saw the United States jumped up to third on the list of countries infected. Oh, really? Holy Christ. Yeah. Weirdly enough. It's, it's Italy, China, and then us. Oh, Babo. All right. Well, weirdly enough, uh, if you this is on Netflix. And if you watch this on Netflix, this this is the number three trending video on Netflix right now. So oh, wow. Yeah, USA. All right. So, uh, pretending we had just watched this movie for the first time walking into the theaters, what, what, what are your thoughts about it? Holy hell. Oh. That's it? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, thanks for making it out. Until next time, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, my thoughts are like, could this really happen? Obviously, they don't have the, uh, in the Constitution, the means or the ability to actually shut everything down like that. Like, the, the quarantine. 
like they do in the movie, um, I don't know if they can legally do that. Yeah, that's what I'm I was not sure. That's what I was thinking too, because I, I, there has been talk about martial law possibly coming down with the the Corona thing, and it's it's kind of one of those conspiracy theory things or paranoid people saying, "Oh, it's going to happen," whatever. I, it seems, that seems a little crazy. But from from what, one of the notes that I even had for this movie is at, the military moves in after 15 cases. I think is was the number. 15 cases have been discovered in this town, and military comes in and they rope off the entire town. Uh, when, once they get there, it's more than 15, but that's basically the number was 15 cases. Shut it all down, and that's that, that's I. I the, well, that didn't happen with us. Obviously, there's a lot more than 15 cases. So there's a. Well, I think I think it happened like that in the movie because the people who uh, gave the order to shut the city down and quarantine them knew what they were dealing with because it was that that Mutamba virus that they dealt with in the 60s, and they had it as a weapon. Right. Yeah. The uh, yeah the, the Mutamba virus. Uh, we we get a nice shot at the beginning where the Mutamba virus is there, and. I think we're led to believe maybe Morgan Freeman was in one of those suits uh, yes. at the beginning. That he so he saw the virus, he saw it was crazy, and instead of trying to treat it, they just left the town, took some blood samples, and then basically dropped a nuke on the entire town. They vaporized it. Yeah, granted, there was maybe six people alive left in the town or something. I don't know. There wasn't a lot of people left alive there, uh, so it wasn't like they killed a bunch of innocent. Oh, they killed some innocents. Uh, but they were trying to contain the virus, but first extracting it so they could use it. And they keep talking about this later on. They're trying to use it as a weapon. They're trying to weaponize it so they can use it against our enemies. Is that is that the vibe we're trying to go for? It's a, it's a biological weapon. Which they don't have a cure for. Well, no, they did. They harvested the uh, from the blood samples the, the biological component to Mutamba. They came up with E1101, That's so right. they had the antibodies for it, the vaccine for it, uh, but they used it as uh, a secret weapon that they were holding. Right. So this was eventually, whenever we got into the next war, that that would be used against our enemy and we could uh, inoculate our own people against it. But yes. Then, but then the problem became, when they nuked that whole city, uh, one of the, the monkeys escaped. So they still have yeah. the virus. And, yes. and then we have uh, uh, McDreamy from uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever watched Grey's Anatomy. The, <laughs> the guy that traps the monkey, he, he was the, like the main doctor. Um, Patrick Dempsey. Pat, yes, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, he captures the monkey, takes it into town. The monkey spits on his face and then claws out the guy at the pet store. And then uh, he releases it to the wild, basically. So the virus starts spreading based on just those two people. So the monkey actually didn't infect anybody else but those two. Right. And they went on and infected everybody else in the world. Uh, yes. Well, actually, I think the, the main culprit, I think, of this is the lab tech. He was watching a football game or something. Game. Yeah. There's, there's a centrifuge right next to him spinning. And he's watching a game and he just puts his hand in it willy-nilly and – the blood explodes, and now he gets caught. He goes to the movie theater, and it affects everybody else. Uh. Now, I don't know about you, but if my significant other got off a plane and looked like Patrick Dempsey did when he got off that plane, mm. would you make out with them? No. No. Uh, no. It's yeah. kind of funny because you did I that? feel like, no, come on. No. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like the reason why I said something about this was because this is the one part of the film that stood out to me the most when I first watched it and when I realized I was watching the same movie again, I um, went out and said, you know what? Why? Exactly the same reasons why you were saying that why would they do such a thing? He obviously is sick, like ridiculously sick. He's all pale and sweaty. Yeah. Ugh, just but, bad choices all around. But also, also this is a pre-9-11 movie, so the I think – that kind of th- if 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 this day and age, if somebody was looking that bad on the plane, I think there would be some action taken. Yes. Yeah, but but he didn't want any trouble with the law. Right, yeah, I'm sure he's already got a target on his back uh, from smuggling monkeys <laughs> across the. I United was States. talking about the little boy that wanted his cookie. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> that that was a very cute scene. I enjoyed that quite a bit. But even though he's dying, he still has this nice little banter with the kid. Are you going to finish your cookie, mister? <laughs> yeah. I don't want any trouble with the law. You can take it. Yeah, that was, that was cute. And then yeah. that saved that kid's life, the mother coming in and saying, no, 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 don't eat cookies from strangers, especially when they look like that <laughs> on a plane. Eh, I think it was more like, don't bother, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a nice way of saying don't touch that shit. Yeah, he is obviously homeless. Let's not take his food. He's gonna need that. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think about the, um, the 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 cast here? This is a pretty all star cast. I mean, these all, everybody kind of went on to do bigger things. I mean, they were they're not nobodies at this time, but they're not as big as yeah. I think they are now. What do you think of the acting? Well. I mean, Dustin Hoffman was Dustin Hoffman, you know? I mean, if you watch – Dustin Hoffman is weird because you can watch a movie and he acts so Dustin Hoffman-y. Does that make sense? When he gets irritated and irate and mad, it's the same actions, you know? Hmm. <laughs> you agree, Maestro? You, you, you recognize that? Wasn't Dustin Hoffman also in uh, that Meet the Fockers movie? Yep. Yes. Yeah, okay, he, yeah. In Rain Man, yeah, I I I know him from Rain Man, and then watching Meet the Fockers, and then watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, he's got range. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking because uh, Dustin Hoffman to me isn't isn't a thing. We, the things that I've seen him and that I know him most for are so across the board, like Rain Man, and then Victorium's Wonder Emporium. Sure, Captain Hook for Christ's sake, that's a huge departure from anything that's happening. I'm talking here. about when he gets angry. <laughs> I, I, I see angry Captain Hook is different he, than this angry. The scene where he gets angry with uh, General Ford. Yeah. Yeah, that that was just trademark Dustin Hoffman. Okay. I, I don't know. I, just, I, I can't help. To, to me, Dustin Hoffman's always going to be Hook and Rain Man, which are so, so different as far as spectrums of acting. Uh, when he gets angry, he hits his head and he's just yelling uh, about Kmart. Or he's got an accent and he's got a giant wig. <laughs> just, I, I can't not see anything except for Captain Hook. Uh, so seeing him in this was interesting. Although uh, Wag the Dog, which is I think a movie we did on spoilers back in the day. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can see similarities between that character and this one, but not 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 Hook and Rain Man. That's for sure. What about what about Donald Sutherland? He, he always plays like this evil, underhanded type of person. Absolutely, he's he's always a dick. Yeah. Hold on a second. Wasn't he also in um, that one movie, uh, Beer Fest? 
Was he? I don't remember him in Beer Fest. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Donald Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland's dad. Is that true? Oh. Yes. All right. Well, then there you go. They look the same, sort of. They got some of the same features. I can see that. Yeah. That's uh, Jack Bauer from uh, from 24. Yes. Amongst other things. Also, Doc from uh, um, Young Guns. Oh. Don't think I've seen that one. Uh, that's a, that's a Western, I said? Billy Kid. Okay. Yeah. I am, I am watching uh, – uh, shit, not Westworld. Deadwood. I'm watching Deadwood now, the uh, HBO Western series. Which, yeah. Is that your sex life? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Well, you can't touch right now. You're quarantined. <laughs> it's VR goggles for you. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, speaking of getting uh, angry, as I am now, uh, I can't <laughs> – No, uh, I didn't – I think my least favorite person in this movie uh, is, was God, the, the, huh? <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Morgan Freeman, to me, I didn't believe him too much. He, he, he's, his character was – when he was angry, I, I couldn't buy it. And then at the end when he started like – he got soft at the very end. It was like, eh. He, he's usually pretty good when he gets angry. You can usually – he's believable. Yeah, but in this one he wasn't. This is the first time I've, I think I've seen him where I wasn't buying his role, which is which is a weird thing for Morgan Freeman. And it's almost like his acting was really subdued. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Anyways, I found out the uh, Donald Sutherland. Yes, he was in Beer Fest. He was the father that stole the the recipe from the beer people in Germany, oh. but didn't know it because he was a son. Because he was a son of the of the person that slept for money. What's his name? What's it called? It's been a long time since I saw that one. I remember, oh, you don't know the joke? Okay, never mind. I remember, okay, but yeah. I remember Das Boot. That's, that's, Boot, that's it? That's, oh. I remember, I think uh, Farva drowned in beer as he was trying to drink it. Yes, he did. Um, something about pancakes and a ping pong paddle. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing ping pong and ding dang. Yeah. I know it's it's funny because you think about the coronavirus and the pandemic that's going on right now, and the biggest issue we have right now, or one of the biggest issues, is there's not enough face masks. Face masks, mm. and in the very first scene in the hospital, when the, the epidemic with Latamba is going on in Cedar Creek, mm-hmm. and they shut down the city, and Sam and and Robbie and them get there, they go into the hospital. You see all these medical technicians and, and doctors and nurses running around, not a single one of them are wearing a, a face mask. I, I did notice that at the beginning. and Later on, the face mask got, and it got more, more out there. But I, I, I just I can't, I couldn't help thinking to myself, are those M95 masks? I, think, I don't think those are all M95 masks. <laughs> <laughs> were those made in Minnesota in the 3M factory? Yeah, that's a surgical mask. I think, I don't know if that has the same stopping power as the M95s. It's better than wearing a bra over your face, though. I've seen some of those clips. Oh, yeah. The memes. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing some research on that. Turns out that having a bra over your face doesn't help. Oh, right. Mm. You had to research that? (laughs) Well, it is helpful in certain situations. It's just, um, what? Not if you're a guy, though. I think it might be more of a deterrent, really, than anything else, but not from I'm the try, virus. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of a scenario where a bra over my face would help. 
Well, it it just I guess to me it just means you're in a positive situation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it maybe, doesn't necessarily mean that. It, it doesn't help, but I feel like uh, if there's a bra of your face, then uh, you're probably having a good time. And kudos. I went to Target today <laughs> <laughs> and put a bra over your face. <laughs> And was escorted out of the premises promptly. <laughs> I went to the mentionables aisle. Mm. But you're talking about it now. So. You <laughs> All right. What else? So we got uh, my question is this: Okay, they're doing a lot of this uh, order and pick up at like Target and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, could you do like a, a like if you're buying a pair of I don't know pants or a shirt? Can you do like a can you bring it out so I can try it on first? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably a, a more dangerous thing to to shop for right now because from from what I heard from you, cowboy, that there's not a lot of people taking returns uh, for things. So yeah, <laughs> imagine if you take some pants, try them on, and they're like, nope. A lot of places have stopped their return policy. Yeah, you don't want to take it home, put a virus on it, bring it back, and now everybody else has it. Mm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I got a couple pairs of uh, basketball shorts today. I have no intention on sending them back. All right. Hold I on. figured if I'm going to be locked up for a couple of weeks, I'm going to be comfortable. Yeah, there you go. Maybe you can use it as a mask. I don't know if that works. Um, as long as I don't fart in them first. <laughs> yes. It, that Although also- that might kill some viruses. Uh, could also propagate quite a few. Yeah, like pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> True. Well, I'm going to put it over my mouth, not my eyes. Mm. Oh, is there a pink close mouth? enough? I think. Is there such thing as pink mouth? I don't. No, that's what I was going to ask. Is there <laughs> pink mouth? I think they call that cold sores, right? Oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Cold sores, herpes, and shithead. Oh, yeah. Shithead. Yeah. Well. Funny thing. Funny thing about herpes. I heard. I read uh, uh, article and statistics is. Uh, I think something like 80% of people already have a form of herpes. Mm, I believe that. And you, you actually get it mostly from your parents growing oh. up. Oh. Because they're kissing you and stuff like that. You know, it's not like genital herpes, but it's a form of herpes, you know, and that's why people get cold sores. And 80% of the public already has herpes, or is it 60? Anyway, it's a high number. Yeah. Well, because herpes is, is also a broad category. That's the, the cold sores is technically a form of herpes. herpes. Yeah. 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 I did hear that, like the you know how babies when they're born they don't have an immune system or a very low immune system to begin with, mm-hmm. so you're not supposed to like kiss the baby at the very beginning because it can gather what, exactly what you were saying, cowboy herpes. Oh. And there's this picture of this baby that was just born, and some and the mother had kissed the baby even though she knows that she doesn't carry herpes. The baby ended up getting herpes all over the body. Are you trying to accuse me of giving my daughter herpes? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I heard. This is a strong accusation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Did you think the antics were going to stop just because we're doing this separate? <laughs> uh, People don't pay for that. They paid it. They don't pay for anything. No. Sorry. Um, I have been because I've been ordering a lot of stuff online. Yes. On and I made sure that I, my sister, and my wife go to the website, click on the banner at the bottom. It doesn't cost us anymore, but it kind of helps support the show. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, all the things that you're going to be buying on Amazon right now because you're, you are at home and one of the only things you can do is shop. 
If you're going to Amazon anyway. Click on our, go to our website, uh, which is I guarantee you uh, COVID free. Go to the website, click on the banner. It takes you to Amazon. Do your shopping. All the things you're buying. I, I bought a bunch of things. I, I got a, a new pool table, so I, I have a stand for the chalk and the and the pool cue uh, rack thing on the walls and vaporizers for my health. <laughs> Whatever the hell. Humidifier. Right. Bought a humidifier. Cha-ching. Yep. See? Just remember to change the filter, guys. Otherwise, it'll just make it more worse than you think. I'll just put a new bra over it. <laughs> oh. That's why I have so many uh, shorts. The, the gym shorts could also yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think? What did you guys think about the, uh, the, the way that the virus is spreading in, in this movie? And does, is it, do you th- does that freak you out at all as far as how things are in current, actual, real life? Um, I mean, I think in the movie it freaked me out. If it made me think, like, if there is something out there that could do this, you know, uh, germinate that quickly, you know, and in forty-eight hours you could die. Yeah, yeah. that's scary. Because they did yeah, talk not- about in the movie that it did eventually become aerosolized, which is something that I've been hearing lately in the news as well. That the COVID is, Air- yeah, there's an aerosol component to it, so it can stay in the air for a while. Uh, kind of. I mean, it's. The way they're saying it's not necessarily uh, airborne, but it comes in through uh, droplets that come out when you talk mm-hmm. or cough or what else have you. So not necessarily airborne, but it sticks to stuff. Like Yeah, the, the original strain was by contact only. For instance, um, Patrick Dempsey had the original strain and he gave it to his girlfriend when they were kissing. Right. Uh, um, the guy who got her from the centrifuge uh, was in the movie theater and he was coughing and the particles from his cough and his sneeze and stuff was floating through the air and people laughing in the movie theater was basically, ah, as they were sucking in, they were sucking up those uh, microbes. Right. This is another thing that kind of bothered me about the movie was as soon as he exploded the centrifuge with his douchebaggeriness. He he told them, "What if I got AIDS? What if I got something that's unexpected to my girlfriend?" And the doctor was like, "Ah, you're fine. Maybe get her some flowers." No, you <laughs> you need a battery of tests. You, you have blood all over you from God knows where. You you need to exclude yourself from all activities until you get that. If if he really cared about his girlfriend and the well being of the people around him, he should have self quarantined or in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I also think that if something an accident like that happened, they would have done some research to find out whose blood was it in the centrifuge right and what was it possibly infected with exactly right and as soon as he started feeling a little bit bad he's gonna be like oh i wonder where this came from no dick blood was sprayed in your face <laughs> that's no, probably why he, you feel he bad he started feeling bad and that's why he decided to go to the movies okay <laughs> i need distraction from how shitty i feel let me watch a Meet the Fockers or whatever. It's, it's, hey, dude, it, it's sort of like the humans out right now. Oh, we're going to be locked on court. I'm going to go on a cruise. <laughs> I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to insert destination here. Yeah, it's 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 a little it's a little interesting. Now, I I am one of the people that I was not taking it as seriously as I probably should have early on, uh, but I also wasn't like being careless about all the things that I was doing. I, I, I was still I was sanitizing and whatnot. It's like if, if I keep myself clean, I'll be fine. Uh, and I I thought it was a lot of panic. And now that we're at where we are now, I'm kind of uh, okay. Yeah, I think I'll stay inside. 
that's not to say that I was out coughing on people or th- and spitting on people. <laughs> it's just uh, I, I'm still not sure I buy into all the all the panic that's happening, but I do you understand. Didn't go, you didn't go around like the teens I heard today that were going around and uh, kissing all the uh, vegetables and produce and stores and stuff like that. What? I don't remember where. It was. Yeah, there's a there was a group of teenagers that were caught going to the store and fondling and kissing and touching and licking the produce stuff in a produce department. That that is outrageous. Yeah, now I do remember having a conversation with you. You were uh because of George Carlin anti uh hand sanitizer. <laughs> yes. That's true. I I generally I was against uh hand sanitizer because uh, George Carlin has a bit where he talks about germs and germs are generally good for you. You you build up an immune system because you're in contact with germs. If you sanitize yourself constantly all day every day, you're not letting germs affect you and your immune system is not building up enough defenses against regular germs. So yes. and, and there's actually a bit in the office about it where Dwight was talking about if, if, if the company really cared about us, they'd have hand desanitizing stations around here where we just put your hands in dirt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I then, think I have those at my, my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Called basketball shorts. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, incidentally, I do not play basketball. No, no. Oh, then, but I got shorts. So you, you have lounging shorts. You have yeah, <laughs> lounging like, or, or gardening uh, shorts. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can't find them if you're looking up those type of shorts. You can't find them under lounging shorts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although while I was looking up basketball shorts, I did find a pair of bicycle shorts that had suspenders. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, they were bicycle shorts. Really tight spandex bicycle shorts with suspenders that went up. And the only thing I could think about was like a wrestling uniform. No, I can't stop the visuals. No. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I told my wife that I wanted them. Oh, my God. Did you get my reference today, by the way, in trivia? Uh, yes, I did. My wife. You, you she got it right. Kim Conway Jr.'s voice. Yeah. Uh, she got the uh, – it was, it was the football one, I think, right? She got it right? Yeah. No, she got most of them right. Oh, is that right? I'm the idiot, I'm the idiot in the family. Okay. <laughs> I did get copper right. Copper was mine. All right. Very good. For one million points. <laughs> Yeah, I started doing uh, – well, last last week I did trivia on Sunday. I'm supposed to do trivia usually on Sundays at uh, Phantom Males in Anaheim. But because we're all in quarantine, we couldn't do that. So I decided I'm going to do it live on Facebook. And that was a lot of good times. I'll probably do it again on Sunday, uh, next Sunday, as long as we're still on quarantine or uh, just for fun. It's, it was a good time. Holy moly, that's a thing. What is Bike shorts with suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I'm trying to get the visual out of my head, and you looked it up. That's- I, I I wrote up on it on accident. <laughs> oh my god! They even have jersey shorts too. Oh, no. oh that that can't yeah. be good for sweat. Okay, those are those are good to wear at jersey shorts. Mm. Oh, that, okay, oh. that makes sense. It's not the material; it's the location in which you wear them. Or when you go to Jersey Mike's. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, funny. You funny. Gotta, you got to hold that foot long somewhere. Hello? 
Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, okay. The, 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 we were talking about masks earlier. There, there's a scene where everybody's in, in the hospitals now, right? And in comes in the quarantine team or the whatever, the higher-ups, the Dustin Hoffman team with his wife. They come in. The CDC they, and the... Hold on. Military Infectious Disease Control Unit or something. Yeah, whatever they're called. They come into the hospital and they have these full outfits and there's other doctors there with just regular face masks and surgical masks. I feel like you, you would have to be alarmed by that. You, you just like, uh, why are you in a full body suit? I got a face mask on. Is there something you're not telling me? Should I, should I be more worried than I am about this? Well, I think, I, I think uh, the CDC and the military infectious disease control, they wear those because they're going in and out of a lab. And doing testing and stuff like that. Okay. So those are the type of suits that they have to in a uh, bio safety level four zone. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then I was watching with Annie. Annie brought up a very good point. The as they're leaving the hospital, the in in the full hazmat suits, they're leaving the hospital. The crowd is kind of rushing them. And we're like, oh, rabble, 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 rabble. They just came out of a highly infectious zone. Their suits are there to keep the virus out of their system. So this is, Dude, virus is all over the, the suits. People, the people in Cedar Creek are a bunch of rednecks. Yes. They're crazy. Although <laughs> the rednecks are the only people that can actually hunt and gather their food right now and have an endless <laughs> supply of food because they are farming and they are shooting and killing their food. Yes. And we're oh. here in the city going, where do you hunt pizza? <laughs> you don't hunt pizza. 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 You, you you don't hunt pizza. You you DoorDash pizza or or uh, Uber Eats pizza. That's, that's so like, you got to kill to get pizza. Hmm? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so this Google Hangouts thing isn't a. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's fine. I think it's working for the most part. It is. It is. Uh, oh, so speaking of the rednecks, uh, the <laughs> these these crazy rednecks. <laughs> They they start trying to mount an escape. <laughs> oh my god! If you guys can see the visual on what's happening, <laughs> Cowboy took his uh, his basketball shorts off and was waving around. It was very distracting. <laughs> helicopter! I was thinking of the helicopter scene in the movie. <laughs> there was a lot of helicopters in the movie. Yes, that's true. Um, but the the rednecks are, are now they're trying to escape and they're just like we're getting out of here and they start hauling ass and the helicopters to, to me I, I I'm imagining these these people with the trucks that are trying to escape they have uh, 325 rolls of toilet paper in their car they, they, these are the panic mongers that are wiping the shelves of everything that we have now during this coronavirus thing it's those guys that are just like oh no fuck this I'm out. Mm-hmm. Trying to escape the quarantine zone. That, they that, did have bullets. The, the, yes, and they tried to shoot a helicopter. They tried to shoot a helicopter. You don't have a chance yeah. against a helicopter. What is wrong with you? They got one shot off. Yeah, and even the, guy, the helicopter like what? <laughs> Very unfazed. Like they just shoot at us. What was what the what? Yes. Good night. You're done. Uh, panicking Ugh. panicking doesn't lead to anything it's real bad okay 
Let's see. Oh, the, the, they did make a comment at one point that the uh, early symptoms of the the Metabo virus do resemble the flu, which is basically what we have now. The uh, the coronavirus does resemble the flu at the beginning stages. So if if you're sick, you start freaking out and uh, paranoia starts setting in. Oh, I got maybe I got a cold, but maybe I got corona. So you start flooding the hospitals, and that's a bad thing to do right now in real life. Yes, but in this world. Uh, they they had a the whole thing where they you put a white sheet outside and you get picked up and you get taken away, and at at the time uh, they had over six hundred cases they were testing for this stuff and they were like all coming out positive. Now where we are now, the last numbers that I remember hearing on the on the radios was ten percent of the people that are tested right now are actually found positive. So ninety percent are not positive for the coronavirus. Right now. Right now. It could change the by the time is, this podcast comes out. The thing is, the thing is, is uh, you've heard those cases where people are tested and it's negative, then the next day it's positive. Oh, okay. So I mean, the, the thing is, is well, and here's the thing: if if you get sick, say Adam, you get sick, you get a cold, okay. and you go get tested, and it comes back negative for coronavirus, you're not in the clear. And that's what some people are actually thinking: like, oh, I got tested, I'm, I'm clear, I don't have it. So they go on about their business and, and stuff like that. Just because you got tested once and you were clear doesn't mean you can't catch it. Right, exactly. You still need to shelter in place and adhere to the rules and and all that good stuff. Well, as they say, if, if you do get tested, as soon as, the second you get tested, you need to take yourself out of everything. 100% yes. quarantine to find out how accurate that test is. Because it could say, no, you're clear, but... I'll stop at the store on the way home, and then uh, somebody breathes on you, and you're like, ah, now you got it. So, so now you walk around with this false hope that I'm positive or I'm negative for the virus, and then you, it's a false positive. It's, it is a false positive because you you just contracted it afterwards. So you, you, this this whole shelter in place thing, I, I, it, to me, it seems a little crazy, but that's because I'm a sane, logical person that will take care of things. So I think I'm suited well enough to handle myself outside. But even that, I will be staying inside. Right. Other people don't feel this way. You, you, you said people are around licking vegetables? What the... F- this, ah. Teenagers, dude. Okay. Teenagers. It was probably a coronavirus challenge. Oh, my... Oh. That's... <sighs> you know, they're stupid enough I to know. come up with something. Like as that. stupid as that sounds, I, I believe it. God... Damn. The sad thing is, is we have teenagers. I know. Well, but my, I don't think either one of our teenagers is stupid enough to go do something like that. Not at all. My, 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 my teenager is very, very happy about staying indoors, <laughs> being able to YouTube and play video games. She does, not, she does not want to be outside. So I'm happy for that. <sighs> all right. What are we talking about? Outbreak. Here we go. Helicopter. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, Put it away. God dang it! All right. Uh, we're, so we're getting towards the end of the movie now. So, so it's been aerosolized, and then uh, Kevin Spacey gets uh, his suit tears. He gets infected. Kevin Spacey was hilarious, by the way. I loved Kevin Spacey in this movie. He, he was. Uh, he was. He was. Well, he, he, it turns out he's a kind of a creep now. But at the time, it's, it's he, he was being a funny guy. Uh, Kubi Gooding, I think, also did a very good job. Uh, this, this is the team of people that are around him. Show and, me the money. Right, yes. Uh, that's a fun movie. 
Jerry Maguire. Do you know beats smell fear? What's that? Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? I did not know that. And bees smell fear? You learn it from the little kid in Jerry Maguire. Never mind. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. I was wondering, like, where is this happening? Yes, yes. That little kid with the glasses. Oh, he was adorable. All right. So now the uh, things are getting more serious and crazy. And now they're about to nuke the town. The whole town of Cedar Creek is about to get... It's, it's probably not a nuke. It's a certain kind of bomb. Who cares what kind of bomb it is? Let's call it nuke for the purpose of this. Uh, Dustin Hoffman decides we got to find out where the the carrier is because the carrier has an antivirus to protect against this because the carrier is obviously alive still. So he has something to fight off whatever this disease is. Uh, much like Tommy Lee Jones is a carrier of something. Uh, there's a joke there. No, no, not Tommy Jones, just Tommy Lee, the the drummer. Or <laughs> never mind, the guy that was dating Pamela Anderson. Anyway, so distracted. Uh, he was a carrier of her boobies. Okay. <laughs> yes, parts of him were. Uh, so he he decides to escape with Cuba Gooding to go try to find the host. And this was a fun scene for me. The the whole time that they were kind of like on the lam escaping. The, the interactions they had along the way were, were hilarious to me. Uh, they, they go to, uh, I think it's San Francisco or, or somewhere, and he starts holding this guy's hand like, we're very important. We're from Cedar Creek. You need to give us what we need. Shall I cough on you, George? <laughs> he tells the guy. <laughs> He's like, ah! <laughs> That was hilarious. And then, and then he, another girl uh, finds out, hey, it's on the ship. Go to the ship. They eventually, whatever. They track down the virus. How are we going to get a hold of the ship? What's that? How are we going to get a hold of the ship? Yeah. I know somebody, a friend of mine. Oh, how good a friend? Better than his wife would like. Uh, infidelity joke. And then they get to the ship. Uh, they find out where the monkey is. They track it down to this one house in, uh, insert name of a place. I forgot what it was already. Cedar Valley. No, that's where they're from. Cedar Creek. Cedar Creek is where they're from. Uh, it's like a place. Who cares? It's in California. Palisades. Palisades. Yes, exactly right. Palisades, yes. They go to the Palisades and they find out that the monkey is in the backyard of these people's houses and the girl talks to them and calls it Betsy. And they end up using the kid as live bait, which seems a little crazy. As, as a parent, I don't know how on board I'd be with that. I know it's important for the movie, but how, how would you feel as, as the as the parents of that kid that let the kid go out to attract the monkey? How how would how would that go for you guys? It it depends on how much I believe the people I was talking to, because a if they get the monkey, Betsy, and they would have the antibodies to create a virus for both strands of the vi- the virus, then. I, I guess I wouldn't be too worried because, therefore, my kid happened to get scratched or whatever. They would have the vaccine for it. That's another thing. That, oh, go ahead. They weren't 100% certain they could make the vaccine. Okay. That's another thing. I'm, I'm not a botanist, uh, so I don't know how quickly you can make vaccines. But Not I, that fast. Right? Because the, 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 the virus... Uh, hold on. Hold on. They, they used... 
the E1101 as a base. Um, and just mutated it uh, okay. for the second strand. That's why it was quicker. It probably took him a long time to come up with the E1101 to begin with. But he did tell him, he's like, use this as a base and and Shit. extract the other stuff. That makes it sound a lot more realistic. God damn it. I was very, very upset. Or I was very ready to be very upset. With how quickly they got the vaccine, <laughs> I do this. I do this to you a lot lately. <laughs> you do, you bastard. <sighs> All right. Okay, so I guess it makes sense. They they they, they find they find the monkey. Uh, there's a very tense scene about tranquilizing the monkey. The the little girl gets in the way. Uh, Cuba Gooding falls for no reason. Uh, they get they get the monkey. Fine. And they now they're taking the monkey on the helicopter back out, but not before Donald Sutherland, uh, major asshole. Oh wait, uh, Lieutenant General asshole, whatever his rank is. He he he's on his way to intercept uh, Captain Hook uh, and <laughs> not Jerry Maguire, the other guy, Cuba Gooding, whatever, to get the vaccine. Show me the money. <laughs> right. right. He he pulls some weird fancy stunts to Oh my god. I wish people that were listening to the podcast can see how distracting you guys are trying to be with this video. <laughs> god damn it. Both of you put your clothes back on. This is very embarrassing. <laughs> uh no, swipe left. Okay. Uh <laughs> oh, what a shit show. So they they take the helicopter. And they're flying all the way. I'm not even looking. I'm closing my eyes uh, so I don't see what's happening. Uh, They're flying all the way to uh, Cedar Creek again to drop off the monkey so that they can start using it to make the vaccine, uh, the anti-serum for it. But they have to play chicken uh, or not not yet. They they evade helicopters. They fire some missiles, which is actually pretty smart, I think. But I feel like – It's a decoy. Yes. But I feel like technology – and maybe it wasn't like this in 95 – You'd be able to tell the helicopter fired missiles, so you could instantly say, "Oh, missiles fired." That's why. Maybe they don't have that kind of GPS or coordinating with the helicopter ammunition payloads. Blah blah blah. Whatever. They fake out the helicopters, create diversions so they can get back to where they need to get to, and they start manufacturing the virus. And within like an hour or two, the the serum is made, and they start spreading it out. But it doesn't stop uh, Sergeant General Major Asshole from trying to bomb the city yet. So now they have to play a, a game of chicken with the aircraft carrier to stop the bomb from dropping. Uh, which they win. It's fine. It's, this, this is the way the movie has to go. Uh, because you, you can't end the movie with, oh no, the whole town's incinerated and so is the vaccine. Roll credits. No, that's not that's not a movie people that's, would like to watch. That sounds like a horror movie, honestly. There's always something bad that happens at the end. Right. So uh, they divert the plane. The payload gets dropped in the water, which I'm sure still has a lot of implications for the surrounding area. But for the sake of this movie, everything's fine. Uh, what else we got? Uh, they got the monkey through the thing. Girl is live baits. Rockets fire into trees. Oh, let's turn to my notes. 
Okay. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about about the movie? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome, Welcome to Spoilers. Spoilers. Your back movie review. <laughs> Very good. So uh, I guess they, they get the vaccine and start propagating it. Uh, uh, General God, Morgan Freeman decides, uh, hey, you're relieved of your duty. I'm taking over command again. Get the virus out there. Uh, the serum and everybody, everybody lives happily ever after. Happily. Yeah. Ever after. Not everybody. A lot of people died in this movie. Well, For okay. who? <laughs> yeah. As I think uh, Conway always says, uh, on, on like it's mostly on Fridays. You were like, "Hey guys, it's Friday. We all made it, right? Well, all right. Well, not all of us, but if you hear me, we've made it." <laughs> so, some people didn't make it, but they're not listening to the, the radio when he's playing. <laughs> what? No, it's good. Yeah. All right. So, anything else with the movie you guys want to talk about before we move on to the uh, to the game section? Okay. No, I think think we did it. I think that the majority of the first part of the film was just people talking and walking a lot. Did you notice that? They were it's literally most of the shots were just them walking and talking through the whole thing. It felt like Grey's Anatomy, honestly. Were they walking in the hallways as they were conversing and trying it's like they were going somewhere for purpose, but yeah. they didn't have anywhere to go. After the opening scene, the action in the opening scene there wasn't a whole bunch of action going on until they got to Cedar Creek. That's that's true. The, the, and in Cedar Creek, you got you got to see all the panic and all the things. The, yeah, they, they did have to set up a lot, and I, I actually think that mirrors how things are going down with the coronavirus now. At, at the beginning, it was all just like a lot of talk, and nothing's really exciting. It's just. Um, it, there's this thing that's happening. Um, you guys should all be aware and take precautions. And then, holy fuck, we're all going to die. Everybody stay in your home. <laughs> we're, we're at the action scene right now, I think, for the coronavirus. Where everybody- hey, one, one thing you didn't see in this movie is people panicking buying toilet paper. Right, right. True. <laughs> Although I, I still maintain the, the, uh, the rednecks that were trying to escape in the back – of the truck was a bunch of toilet paper. That's 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 how I envision it, and I refuse to think otherwise. All right, so that, that's basically the movie. I, Yay! It's it, it's weird that, and uh, I, I think watching this movie got me a little more paranoid about the coronavirus, and I'm more apt to maybe shelter in place now, which they tried to do. I'm, I mean, we're already sheltering in place. Obviously, we're doing this uh, podcast over the internet. Um, as long as the internet doesn't become a swarm of transmission, I think we're all safe. But I, I, watching this movie, it a lot of it resembled to me what's happening now. Not not as fast, obviously, because the coronavirus takes about like 14 days for the um, what do you call it incubation period. Symptoms. Yeah, yeah, for the symptoms to come up and whatnot. Something like this, where it's three days and you're dead, that's it's a lot more scary. But I, I think it does put in perspective of maybe everybody should um, stop going out and looking fruits or whatever. You're, God damn it! People should be taking it more seriously. I think maybe don't don't be crazy. Don't panic shop. You can still go and buy things at the grocery store. Right now, everything's kind of depleted, but it's not going to stay that way forever. You don't need 
if, if you go out and you buy a bunch of things that you don't need, you're making less available for other people that actually do need it. Like I, I was, I was in between shopping stages when this whole thing happened. So I was like, I found myself low on supplies and I was like, Oh my God, I can't buy things because everybody else bought them and they have a two year supply now. And I have a two week supply. This is very upsetting. Uh, I was able to make it work. Uh, thanks to the people that are around my life that also have access to things. Uh, thank you cowboy, uh, for, for a little, what do you call it? Stim pack. No, that's just, it's it called a, a reach around. It was a, <laughs> I called it. I called it the COVID care package. Yes. So I I have uh, toilet paper now. I don't have thirty eight thousand rolls. I have like twelve. It'll keep me over, or whatever. I, I, you don't need a year supply of toilet paper, is what I'm saying. You just need enough. God damn it! Everybody, relax. Don't buy everything because you, you don't, you, you're not going to use all of it. Take what you need to last you a couple weeks. That's it. Not a fucking year. That's too much. All right. Unless you have the shits. Right. Yeah. See, my theory is the people that are panicking, they are clearing out their pantries and fridges of food to make room for the new food and stuff they're buying. And the stuff that they were eating that was in the pantry and fridge was all expired. Uh, and that's giving them the shits. So they have to go through so much toilet paper. It's the only you, way it makes go, sense to me. You go major shopping every what, couple of weeks, right? Yes. Okay. Before you go major shopping, do you go through what you have and throw out the stuff that's expired first? Absolutely, I do. Okay. I'm very, I'm very big on not having things that – I look at it. Oh no, I can't use that, and now I don't have it. I, I go through everything first to find out. Oh, that's expired. That's expired. Let me update the list. That's what I need to buy. Uh, I don't know. I think people in general are stupid. Uh, a person is smart, but people are stupid, as uh, Men in Black said. That's why they we, <laughs> they couldn't tell us about aliens. Don't you think it's kind of funny that even though everyone's saying to keep like your personal distance away from each other, every morning at the crack of dawn or earlier, people are lined up, huddled up right next to each other in a line around every store trying to pick up the stuff they don't need for a virus that will kill them for standing in line like that. Let me let me tell you yeah. something. This is why my work decided not to do the whole the first hour or two hours of operation is for senior citizens or elderly or people like that because now you are just inviting people to stand in line before the store opens mm. and be close. So they decided that they want everybody to be able to come in and shop and keep enough distance. In fact, my work is implemented uh, in the lines, markers – where people should stand. So Perfect. they're at least six feet away. Yep. They're also going to be installing plexiglass at the registers to protect the workers from people in line. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's nice. As You're going to be like a bank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I won't be there to see it. Sorry. Okay. Right. I, I was at CVS and I saw the, uh, on the floor, they had tape X's of where you're supposed to stand yep. in line. That's 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 brilliant. 
Although I got to say, last time I was there, there was somebody that was not observing these um, tapes on the floor, and I was a little upset by it. Like, hey, hey, buddy, what you, uh, what you back up there, my, my brother, my brother? I'm trying. Yeah, to- when we, when when uh, when we do drive to go pick up something or something like that, and you see people taking a walk around the, the block or or something like that, and they're standing right next to each other, I always get the inkling, like the the, the notion that I want to stick my head out the window and yell at them and tell them to get six feet apart. <laughs> Junior high dance rules. Arms with yeah. <laughs> This is my dance space. This is your dance space. <laughs> oh, that's dirty dancing. Never mind. <laughs> you can't stop the dance, man. You can't stop it. All right, let's move on with the rest of the game. We'll do. We'll, um, we'll do a more random accent tangent thing about the coronavirus thing later on. Uh, but for now, let's finish outbreak, which is not about the coronavirus. It's about the Tabu virus. So, like at the top of the show. That was our opinion, but we have lots of opinions and zero credentials. Now let's hear if people actually have credentials, the critics. Now, the way we're doing the show now, I'm switching up a little bit. We're going to do good reviews and bad reviews for the critics and the audience and then make you guess from that point forward. So let's start with the good reviews from the top critics. These are actual people with credentials. Uh, This is Dwayne Burge from The Hollywood Reporter. Peterson's, Peterson's vigilance in living direction never allows a story's death of mankind topic to undermine its personal powers. Definitely mixing in humor as well as tonal lighteners to nurture it. Dolores Barkley from Associated Press says, Outbreak will keep you on the edge of your scat. That can't be right. It's polyseat typo. I, I hope so. That'd be weird, yeah. man. Uh, you can't have scats in this kind of outbreak. All right. Uh, sort of. I'll, I'll correct it. All right. Outbreak will keep you on the edge of your seat. And every time somebody sneezes or coughs in the audience, you'll pay attention. I'm dizzy. All right. <laughs> All right. That's the good review from the top critics. Here's, some, here's two bad reviews from the uh, top critics as well. Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly. The irony is that Outbreak, for all its lurid finesse, ends up leaving us more dazed than terrified. Uh, I think that might be true at the time, but especially now with the coronavirus, uh, I was more terrified than dazed. Dazed? Dazed. Oh. Like, um, and or confused. Confused. Right. (laughs) All right. Janet Maslin from New York Times. If a person spends enough time looking serious, sounding defiant. Oh. <laughs> you're right, you right, man? All right. It's coronavirus. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank God we're recording in separate rooms. Uh, if a person <laughs> spends enough time looking serious, sounding defiant, and staring intently at computer screens, all will be well with the world. All right. So those are the good and bad reviews from the top critics. What do you want to think? What do you want to think? Oh, my God. I think I got the coronavirus, too. I can't speak well. Tomato Meter. What do you think the top critics scored this movie? Top critics, huh? Oh, by the 60. way. Oh, good choice. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's uh, give you a little bit of a update here. This is a part of the show where I make you guys guess the score of the Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes score. 
Zero to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. We're doing the top critics now. What do you think the top critic rated of this movie? Give me a percentage. You said, what did you say, uh, Cowboy 60 something? 62. 62, all right. Maestro? Uh, it's difficult. I was going to go for an even 50, but now knowing... Oh, yeah, I'll stick with 50. 50, all right. The Tomato Meter, the top critics rate this at 60%. Wow. This is fresh, barely. This is the bottom level of fresh for the critics. Oh. All right. Let's do audience reviews now. I'll start with the bad this time for the audience. Uh, The non-top critics, the regular critics. This is Joe Lipset from Consequence of Sound. The film was less effective, unfortunately, at trusting its audience to remain invested in Cedar Creek's drama, which results in two grating subplots that become the A-plot in this draggy third act. All right. Doesn't seem like he liked the movie. No, this is a bad review. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, then a- you're correct. Isn't it ironic? It is. Don't you think? Don't you- ah, yay! Thank you! Yes! <laughs> Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly. The irony is that Outbreak, for all its lured finesse, ends up leaving us more dazed and terrified. What? There's that word dazed again. Wait, really? hold on. Oh, I think I fucked up here. Oh. Wait, he's a top critic and a regular critic? Oh, what a dickhole. It was the same one. <laughs> it was the same bad review. This guy's got two ratings on the same. All right, that probably was my fault. Let's do is that like double dipping or whatever. <laughs> it is, which you should not be doing, especially in this day and age. <laughs> do not double dip unless it's you're sharing it by yourself, which is not sharing it. Damn it! All right. <laughs> Hello, this is on. Uh, good reviews <laughs> from the non-top critics. Uh, Tony Sloman from Radio Times. You could read this as an AIDS allegory, but it also works as a regular against the clock Jeopardy thriller with conspiracy cover up overtones. That's a good review. What the hell? All right. Are you sure you're reading this right? Now I'm not. I don't, <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm pretty sure I pulled these correctly, but all right. Just another good review. Oh, no. Outbreak isn't a perfect movie, but it's <laughs> but it is but it's the perfect movie to talk about the way pop culture portrays viruses. That's a, also a very good weird review. Weird, yeah. It's like right. it's not the best movie, but it's closest to the real thing. Yeah, so that was a good review. All right. Anyway, what do you think the audience rated this movie? This sounds a lot worse than I thought. I mean, like, <laughs> yep. the, when the, when you we talked about the 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 tomato meter, I mean, sixty what is it? Sixty three, sixty one. It was a uh, sixty exactly for the for the top critics. Sixty eighty four is fresh, so it barely was fresh. Okay, and then then the reviews weren't even that like spectacular to begin with. Right. And now listening to this one, and also hearing that the one person that happened to also do the tomato mirror also doing the <laughs> normal reviews, and like yeah. now I'm all really confused. Yeah. Could this be an even sixty as well? 
I, I don't know. Well, I do know, but I can't. I can't tell you. Tell you, cowboy. Would you like to go first, or you want me to go first? I'm, I'm going to give the honors to you, my friend. Excellent. I'll go with my original fifty. All right. I'm going to go seventy-one. Seventy-one for the audience. All right. The audience ranking. 56% rotten. All right, so you guys are one on one. Look at you guys. Yes. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. We like to play a little uh, little game here where we, we love Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman because they're fantastic and they always improve the movies that we watch. And in most cases, they're bad movies. So in this movie, replace. Any character with Paul Giamatti or Gary Oldman to improve the movie, who do you choose? Replace Morgan Friedman with Paul Giamatti. Ooh, good choice. Good what? choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah? he's got – I think so too. I, I, I think mean, Paul Giamatti would be more easier to see him get angry and then go back and then get angry and you know, it would be more believable. Not that I don't like Morgan Freeman. I love Morgan Freeman. Right. But – his intensity wasn't there. And so uh, finding him compassionate at the end, it wasn't too big of a swing. You, you know what? I I think I agree with you. That I, When I first heard it, I was like, no, what? He's amazing. But, yeah. Ugh. Morgan Freeman was not as Morgan Freeman-y as he should have been in this movie. And Paul Giamatti would would do a good job there. All right, all right, okay, I'm on board. I like it. I like it. In recourse to this, I would say having uh, Gary Oldman replace Donald Sutherland. Yes, that was my thought as well. Donald Sutherland is always the bad guy, so it's like when he does it, it's like, yeah, okay, we got it. Uh, I think Gary Oldman could have done a little more intensity for that. I agree. All right, very good. All right, let's move on. We got trivia now. This is a part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information that you may not know about the movie. Nice. When investigating the village in Zaire, several huts are burned down. That's what the tradition. What? What? Several huts are burned down in Zaire. This is at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Uh, this is the traditional tribal method for controlling the spread of an infection in many parts of the world. Food and water are left outside the entrance of the dwelling, and the and the occupants cannot leave. If several days uh, of these supplies are not used, then the dwelling is burned down to stop the infection from spreading. So at the beginning of the movie, where they, the way they showed the, the way the village was, that's uh, pretty accurate. All right. We, uh, at around the 26 minutes mark in the film, it is said Mutaba was more deadly than the Ebola virus. They then show a picture of the Mutaba virus. The virus shown is actually a strain of Ebola. Mm. Interesting. Betsy, the white-headed cappuccino monkey, also appeared on Friends 1994 as Marcel, Ross's pet. As soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, it's Marcel. Yeah. The monkey's role in the movie was spoofed by a poster showing Marcel as the star of the fictional movie Outbreak 2. The virus takes Manhattan. This movie <laughs> and Friends were Warner Brothers productions. Hmm. So in the show Friends, when uh, Marcel eventually goes to become an actor, it was a, a fake sequel to this movie. 
has a little nod. Hello. To his role hi. in the film. Yeah. Oh, hi. Oh, you weren't. Uh, uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> All right, last one. Walton Zaire, Jim, one of the attendants, captures one of the monkeys by throwing a net over him. To accomplish this scene, uh, Jim, Jimbo, which is uh, McDreamy, when he catches the monkey, the monkey was trained to be caught in the nets. In fact, he was taught that the net was part of the game, so he had no fear of it. That's pretty cool. I I, mm. I like that the monkey was so well trained. He's like, oh, we're playing another game where I get trapped. <laughs> All right, money. I need makes- to teach my kids that. <laughs> <laughs> money makes the world go round. We want to put this film in perspective with other films that were released this year, so we get a feel financially how well it held up to its peers. The budget for this film: fifty million dollars. That is the estimated budget. What do you think this movie ranked, or not ranked, but how much do you think it brought in at the box office, U.S. and foreign box office combined, total worldwide gross? What do you think it is? What year was this again? 1995. 95. It was two years after uh, Jurassic Park, right? Uh, It was within two years. It might have been one. Let's talk about Jurassic Park again. Uh-huh. By the way, Jurassic Park was uh, 1993. It was two years. Look yeah. at you, man. That was the first episode we did on spoilers, but if you want to check out the archives, the first movie we did was Jurassic Park officially, so check that out. Good time. So $50 million for this movie was the budget. What do you think it grossed worldwide? Uh, uh, I'm going to say 116. All right, 116. Okay, one sixteen out of fifty in ninety five. I'm going for not that high of a of a plus. I'm going for one fifty. One fifty. All right. Thank God. I almost pulled up my calculator. I don't need to. <laughs> in the U.S., this gross sixty seven point seven million dollars. Foreign box office one hundred. And $22.2 million, bringing the worldwide gross to $189.9 million. Meshiro, you get both showcases. Look at you. No, not all of them. Just one, just yeah, one right. and a half. Yeah, no, I was making a joke. Uh, oh, you got to. I still get to keep my sea <laughs> Okay, that's true. Yes, you, you get the sea and the armor. Uh, this film debuted on March 10th, 1996. Or 90, what? Mm-hmm. 95. Uh, with $13.4 million. This was the 20th highest grossing film of 1995. Number one that year. Trolls. 95 of Trolls? Okay. What do you, you want to take a guess at my show? 95? Oh, no, 95? What, Sixth Sense? No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, it was Batman Forever. Oh, really? 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 Wait a second. Batman Forever. That's... That's not the, highly unlikely. That's not the Val Kilmer one. You can't. Yes, that's the Val Kilmer one. Oh, son of a! That was not the nipples one. Yes, that was the nipples was one. That oh, was the nipples one. God, that's also in the spoilers, by the way. If you want to check out the archives, God, how was that number one? I got to recheck all my facts. I'm not sure what's happening. Uh, I think the coronavirus is infecting the internet. So the reviews that I made, the I'm everything's right now. Too. Everything's screwed. All right. Uh, that was 1995's Outbreak, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. 
Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and view the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever this podcast is, wherever you're hearing it from. If you leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch. Then we will go to the top of our list and watch before any other requests. Especially right now, as we are in the uh, COVID quarantine block of movies that we're watching. With no other movies being released right now, we are more apt to suggestions. So, <laughs> all right. Next week. Since well, before, we are, you go, before you go on with that. Yeah. We got to state the obvious here. Okay. Something really important. Okay. There were two movies where there were nipples in the Batman series. <laughs> All right. George Clooney, right? George Clooney and Chris, uh, Chris, whatever his name was. Yeah, this is not comes with. Chris something something. Yeah. O'Donnell. Yeah, O'Donnell, yes. Yes. Yeah, that was Batman. That wasn't the Val Kilmer one, but he, but the Chris O'Donnell or was in both of them, right? No. Chris O'Donnell oh. was uh, Dick Grayson. In the yes. uh, in the movie we did, yes, because remember with Batman Forever had Batman with Batman and Batgirl, right? That one had nipples. He, no, they did, but also the well, one she, before it too. She she didn't have nipples, but the men did. Yes, that, that was part of the thing we talked about. <laughs> remember the movie before that though, Batman. Which one? Which Batman is that one? The one with Clooney. Uh no. I thought it was Begins. Is it not Begins? No. Begins is the no, the Nolan one. Batman Returns? No. That was Danny DeVito. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Either way. There's actually a, there's an actual uh, webpage devoted to the nipples of Batman. Uh, I, I believe it. The, the point is, do not watch a Batman that does not have Michael Keaton uh, or Christian Bale. I might also say Ben Affleck. I think he he did an okay Batman. Hmm. I heard you do a pretty good Ben Affleck impression. <laughs> uh, I may bring it out from now and then. That was uh, that was part of the trivia game that we did on Sunday. I, I don't even remember what I was referencing because I've been drinking for a long time. Because it's trivia. What are you going to do? All right. Next week. Continue our quarantine uh, coronavirus block of movies that we're doing. Since no new movies are coming out, we're going into the list of movies that we want to do. And we are going to pick up... In fact, this whole corona block of movies that we're going to be doing on spoilers was uh, Hollywood's idea. He messaged me. And he's like, hey, you guys should probably start checking off the ones on the list because no movies are coming out. So in honor of that, I'm choosing one of his movies that he put on the list, which also involves a worldwide thing or maybe a U.S.-wide thing. It's actually more California-based. Hmm. What is it? Worldwide, country, or state? And this movie... No, it happens. <laughs> this happens movie... in Orange County. <laughs> this movie actually does have Paul Giamatti in it, so this is going to be interesting. It is a movie hmm. also with Dwayne The Rock Johnson... Gone. San Andreas. There is a fault line here in California. San Andreas Fault. 
It's about an earthquake, and this movie is about that. The big earthquake that destroys California with the rock leading us to freedom or safety or I don't know. Again with the helicopters. <laughs> I think there are helicopters in the movie, actually. It's weird. There's a helicopter. He's a helicopter pilot. Oh, is that right? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I I remember seeing it a while ago and thinking, this is fine. You got a thing for choppers. <laughs> Get to it now. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for making out during our uh, Corona's Quarantine block of uh, spoilers movies. I hope this uh, audio is good enough quality for everybody. Well, I don't know, but the visual has been phenomenal. Yes, you, you and Mesh have both been having too much fun with the fact that we can see each other and uh, I'm pretty sure for the next one other people will be seeing this visual as well. So, Does that mean we don't really look at each other when we're actually in studio? <laughs> well, I think you're having more liberties with the fact that you're I think you're comfortable at home uh, and the fact that your pants are off, it's it's all very distracting. <laughs> Oh, and there goes Maestro. What is happening? No, he's trying to see me with my pants off, but I'm not showing that. <laughs> All right. Maybe we, you don't do a video version of this. This is very upsetting. My pants are too on <laughs> the floor. All right. So, until next time, I am Adam. I'm Maestro. And I'm Cowboy. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Stop rubbing yourself. All right. What? What?